The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh, anybody! John Hawkins baptizing the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here, and kept in place by Edwards. What a great numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. It is Monday, January 20th, 2020. That's a lot of 20s there. It's also Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so happy MLK Day to everybody up there. And here's another edition of the Boiler Breakdown, sponsored by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries. Two games this week, fellas. Two games at Mackey. Big ones. It's time to get some of that Mackey magic going again, wouldn't you say? It would be, it would be nice to come out of this week. Above 500 in the Big Ten. <laughs> yes. Um, just let the Big Ten continue to beat up on each other. Um, the road woes continue for Purdue over the weekend and the whole Big Ten, really, outside of Indiana, unfortunately. They got their first road win, and the Big Ten's only seventh road win for a conference as a whole. And Nebraska. Stunned it's that many. <laughs> it, I think I read a stat the other day. The Mountain West in the early 2000s had, like, the highest home winning percentage of, like, 75 the Big Ten right now is on pace for like in the 80s. So they're on pace to shatter that as a yeah. home winning percentage overall. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it keeps up. But uh, yeah, Boilermakers traveled to um, College Park, take on Maryland. The only time they'll meet the Terrapins this year unless they meet up in the Big Ten tournament. And the game kind of went like I thought, uh, at least result-wise. Purdue lost a close one. I think I predicted Purdue losing but by less than 10. Final score was 57 to 50. Um, I just wish for once Purdue could get off to a start where they wouldn't find themselves in a like a thousand point deficit to begin the game. Yeah. yeah. That Illinois game, the Nebraska game, I believe is Nebraska. I think the Nebraska game, we started out in the deficit. I feel like every road game we have, maybe aside from Michigan, we had a lot of turnovers in that game. I feel like we just always come out either flat or something and it just just dig ourselves into a massive hole that we can't climb out of or when we do climb out of it, it's just kind of too little too late and it's almost you know they had a week off coming off this huge win over michigan state at home and i wouldn't say they're unprepared because it's not like they're going into a game ah we can take this one off we're not gonna prepare but they just didn't look like they had big time energy and it was really disappointing I was actually mm-hmm. really glad we had a week off because I feel like I was kind of afraid that if we would have played, you know, on Wednesday or something, that we would have been kind of still riding high from that game. And I know Coach Painter talks a lot as you know, you know, 
winning is great, but sometimes you can cover up certain things. You overlook certain things, whereas losing kind of brings those things to the forefront. And I was kind of afraid that if we would have played too soon, would have, you know, oh, we just beat, you know, number eight team in the country. You know, we can take on anybody. And then, you know, I guess we had the same <laughs> energy coming out anyways, as it probably would, as I would have expected if that would have happened. But well, yeah. yeah. Well, when you go shoot 35%, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. Yeah. They come out. And I think the first four, if not five shots, didn't even hit the rim. That's what, yeah. only on every single well, and, one. And didn't Maryland go like hit like three or four threes in the first yeah. like five minutes? He was late on the rotations. In, in, in yeah. Week 10, like it, it, shooting like 66% from three. <laughs> guys, wide open shots, especially in their home arena. They're going to hit them. And Purdue was just late on the defense rotations every time. Maryland was just wide open. And it was just like, it wasn't Cohen. Cohen had five points. You tell me yeah, Andy Cohen going to have five <laughs> points before the game. I'd say Purdue wins this one. Hunter's coming down, which is credit to him. So. He yeah, had seven yeah. assists, though. Uh, yeah. Five I mean, turnovers, too. Well. Yeah. Uh, no, Joe bothered him, particularly mm-hmm. in the no. second half. I mean, that's that's two no. games in a row. Cassius Winston, Anthony Cohen. Hopefully, he can do it against uh, Io DeSumo mm-hmm. um, coming up tomorrow night. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, it kind of tails the two halves. Um, it just seems like Purdue on the road, maybe excluding Michigan since that game went to double overtime. Purdue cannot put two halves together on the road. Mm-hmm. They're either good in the first half, like Marquette, and they're bad in the second mm-hmm. half, or usually the case, they're bad in the first half, better in the second <laughs> half. Except Illinois, they were bad both halves. <laughs> they were really bad and got normal bad. Is um, what do you think that is? Is that youth? Is that not having? Um, is that not having the go-to guy? You don't have Carson Edwards who can get a get a shot and get a bucket anytime. So that's why Purdue goes through ten-minute scoring droughts, which. I mean, if you're going to go through a 10-minute scoring drought, it's going to kind of ruin one half. I think it's a combination of both of those things. I think it's a mental toughness thing. I think it's, you know, the home team comes out, energetic, fired up, crowd behind them. <clears throat> In the case of Illinois, I mean, you guys, literally guys just ripping balls out of our hands and, you know, kind of not having the crowd to kind of energize you like you do at home. I still like that's, I think, kind of comes to, you know, kind of comes from the youth. Not really – I guess we do have some news. We had some guys play some key minutes last year, but just completely different roles and mm-hmm. new positions. And I think it just comes down to that's yeah, just mental toughness, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think we'll see the starting lineup again this year. Um, mm-hmm. It was um, Eric, Eric Hunter, Shasta Stavanovich, Nojel Eastern, Aaron Wheeler, and Trey Trayvon Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't think we see that starting lineup the rest of the year. What do you think? Who do you think? Uh, I don't see Aaron Wheeler starting another game. This year, That's he cool. is just yeah. killing this he only, team. Yeah. He only played seven minutes. Well, not only was he not making shots, and he also forced one or two, but it was starting to pe- affect his defense. And that's why I think from Painter's mannerisms, that's why he pulled him. It was starting mm-hmm. to affect everything else with his game. And well, he did mass subs like how many minutes? Yeah, like three or four minutes into the game. Yeah, yeah he did a four four man sub, which you don't see him hardly ever do. And then mm-hmm. at halftime, he. Had three, if not four, new guys in to start the second half because mm-hmm. he had, he started Thompson and Harms mm-hmm. second half. Proctor. I, think, uh, I listened to a, a brief portion of his radio show this afternoon or this evening, and he mentioned that really he goes, "You wouldn't play the guys who were playing hard and really going to the second half. The only person who was doing that was No Gel, is what you have to play five guys. So I had to fill yeah. out <laughs> the rest of the roster. I, I thought No Gel played great. Uh, Fourteen points, seven boards, made some free throws, had some nice drives, nice mm-hmm. spin move. 
attacked, uh, disrupted Cohen, like we already talked about on the defensive end. That's two games back to back for Joe Eastern. I thought he played pretty good. That I think a good sign of things to come. Yeah, hopefully, him and Purdue. Hopefully, he can keep his confidence going because mm-hmm. I mean, if he he needs to keep attacking, I mean, he needs to shoot five free throws a game. And even if he goes three for five, whatever, I mean, he's being aggressive and he'll make some layups and he'll get fouls. And mm-hmm. producers get it. Like you mentioned, Andrew, they got to find a go-to guy on the road. And I know, you know, they've been searching this long. It's probably not going to happen this year, but I mean, I'm looking at the box score. We already talked Wheeler, zero points, uh, Traven Williams, 8.7 boards, a four of 10 shooting. And he missed some around the bucket. It, it looks like at times to me, he just rushes his shot around the bucket or he just throws it up and kind of mm-hmm. hopes it goes in. Um, yeah. No gel at 14 points, six rebounds. Uh, Sasha, seven points, eight rebounds, but he was one of eight shooting, but he was five for five from the free throw line. He's only missed two free throws this year. I think he's kind yeah. of produced go-to free throw shooter, maybe. Um, How did he get five? He like, got he drive? two and a three. Okay. He got fouled late in the game when they were down six. He shot a three and darn near four-point play. Mm. And then he cut that. That's how Purdue cut it to three. Purdue had the ball <clears> down <throat> three and then had a few terrible possessions towards the end of the game. Matt Harms threw up a shot one time, which Harms was only two for four for four points, two rebounds. He's got to shoot more than four times. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Boudreaux, one for three shooting. Was that? You think his hip was bothering him? I thought he was grabbing it a couple times, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, yeah. hopefully that's not something that doesn't linger the rest of the year. Proctor, 0.0 for four shooting. Um, Eric Hunter Jr., another solid 10 points. That mm-hmm. seems like he does that four of seven shooting. Um, and Isaiah Thompson had five points, two of seven shooting. He hit the lone three-point shot outside of Eric Hunter Jr., who hit two of them. So Purdue, yeah, Purdue had three threes. Um, and then Maryland, I mean, uh, Justin Sticks Smith had a good game, 18 points, 10 boards. Scott had 13 points. Wiggins had 12 points. But Cohen, Morcel, and Ayala had uh, five, four, and five. So, yeah. Yeah, had a chance. He, I mean, you give me those stats of Maryland before the game, and I tell you, Purdue steals one. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't meant to be. Well, I mean, when Purdue what shoots, the, uh, like you said, three of seventeen yeah. from three and thirty-five percent overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the rebound differential? Uh, let me uh, see here. It 30, was 30, 33 Maryland. Okay, mine's just ESPN says thirty-five. Tied on the offensive rebounds at thirteen apiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland had more turnovers, twelve to ten. Uh, Maryland only shot forty-one percent. Mm-hmm. They were twenty-nine percent from behind the arc, seven for twenty-four. They did not hit a three and a half. You're right. That's what. I opened up the door for the comeback. And uh, Purdue was 100% from the free throw line, seven for seven. No gel hit two, Sasha hit five. Something <laughs> we have not seen. Maryland was eight, eight for 11. Um, not a lot of free throws for teams that have some pretty good big men. You got, Justin, yeah. you got Smith, and then you got obviously Harms and Williams. I think I've said this on this podcast. I think Maryland's very talented. I don't think they're well coached. Yeah, I don't think Turgeon's a very good coach. I just he gets down every year and they don't win as much as they should. Didn't really do much with Tremble. Would they? They they ever get to the Sweet Sixteen with Tremble, or did they go past Sweet Sixteen? I feel like they got there once. I I don't think he's ever made it past Sweet Sixteen in Maryland. I'm pretty confident without looking that up. But you know, and really, they're just missing Bruno Fernando from last year's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but besides that, they pretty much got their guys back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, they're talented enough. They can make a deep run, but mm-hmm. as a higher seed, but we'll see. So, um, but yeah, besides that, same old, same old stuff on the road. Just wish they could get off the better start. At least they didn't fold second half, showed some heart, fought back and, it almost feels like a moral victory, but I, I don't believe in moral victories, but it almost feels like one. Yeah. I mean. But when's that stop? You got to get victory. Right. I feel yeah. like it stopped after Michigan. So, okay, mm-hmm. we got the one where we fought, and then, okay, mm-hmm. like let's make this a constant, you know, fight, have the constant fight from, for 40 Yeah. Years. I mean, you're going off of a double overtime loss against a good team at on the road, and then you come back and beat Michigan State by 29. So it should have been a turning point, you would have thought, but now it's kind of back to. I mean, at least Maryland is ranked seventeenth. Yeah, like it's not a bad loss. It's not like a bad loss team, by any means, but, but still, yeah. they definitely when they had chances. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think Purdue has to do to be in the tournament comp- very comfortably come Selection Sunday from here on out? Can't lose at home. That's I agree. That's you know, I think if, if any of that if that happens if if you have any number of losses at home that's. I feel like you just there's too much to overcome at that point. Um, I feel like you have to steal. Com- if we're talking comfortably, I think because you got to admit, I mean, the Big Ten's beating up on each other, so there's a yeah. lot of teams that are going to be in this position. Yeah, but okay, yeah, he's win at least three road games besides Northwestern. I was thinking just one besides Northwestern and oh, win yeah, your home yeah. games, and I think you're in pretty solid. I think so. So what's mm-hmm. how many? There's I was gonna say two or three. And because the net rank produced net ranking is still really good. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I think that you have to win like a game like at Indiana because they're gonna be. I mean, they're. It, I don't like their schedule, but I mean, it, it's really backloaded. But I mean, still they're they've showed they can win on the road, one at least once. Yeah, um, not be their lone <laughs> one. Yeah. I mean that. How, how about that last uh, last game of the year home against Rutgers? Probably yeah, thought, probably thought, game. yeah, you probably thought three months ago, like, oh, yeah, I'd be a coast in that last no, one. No, and Northwestern won't even be easy. They're, no. they, they're hanging in there with teams, so there's no easy games left. Um, yeah, Purdue might only play, you know, two schedule in front of you. I do. What's the remaining road games? Okay, we've go at Rutgers January 28th. At Northwestern. Those are both gettable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, because as we talked about, Rutgers is pretty physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Trey, I think we could bang with him down low better than some other teams um, like IU. Uh, at Northwestern, February 1st, at IU. That's going to be a hostile environment, but Matt yeah. I mean, owned it there lately. So. I mean, IU's going to shoot 40 free throws. So <laughs> oh, they, they lead the country in free throws, and they're like second in made percentage. I think I saw that during the game Saturday because they drive all the time. Someone posted it. They average like 34 free throws at home and mm-hmm. like 16 on the road. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, that one, uh, at Ohio Iowa. State may not be as hard as is it, it appeared about a month ago. This is a huge week for Ohio State. We'll get into picking games because they're at the bottom right now. Yeah. Towards the bottom of the Big Ten. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think if oh, – sorry, go ahead, Andrew. You can finish this before I get my thoughts. Uh, at Iowa, that's the last one. That will yeah. be – that's a matchup nightmare for Purdue. Garza, he's a uh, They <laughs> got so many guys that can – Stretch you out and nail jump shots. If we can get two of three of Rutgers, Indiana, and Ohio State and win all of our home games. And Northwestern. Throw Wisconsin in the mix there, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess yeah, you can throw no, you can throw Wisconsin in there too. Yeah. How many of those? I would say at least two of those four. There's not really any games that absolutely scare me. I guess. Going to Bloomington always scares me. <laughs> well, yes. I mean that no Purdue fan yeah. likes that game, but I you know, I guess we are due for a downer down there because we've been pretty yeah. successful in the last couple of years. But I just think Matt Painter's such a better coach than Archie Miller. Yes. But but like like we've seen, it doesn't matter how well coached you are on the road if you mm-hmm. can't put it in the hoop. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're gonna if you shoot thirty percent. Yeah. Out there shooting free throws or shooting threes for us. Layups. You're not. <laughs> he's not making layups. Mm-hmm. Um. For whatever reason, I'm, I'm really worried about going to Rutgers and just getting our doors blown off just because. I know they're better, but just the fact that you were telling oh, me no. he's in like getting blown out by Nebraska and Rutgers, I would oh god, just the the optics and, of well, that. Hopefully, the Illinois was a wake up call because at least the last two road games they've been really competitive. Yeah, um, they did fight back. I mean, they were down yeah, eighteen. They could have just right folded now. and just got crushed. Um, at least we don't have to go to Happy Valley and play Penn State. Oh, god, who somehow Saturday yeah. against Ohio State they had fourteen thousand. They had a darn near full capacity arena. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And they beat the snot out of Ohio State. So. Good. Poor Chris Holtman. <laughs> He's struggling, man. Jerk. He's struggling. But, uh, no, it's going to be an interesting road. I mean, I was talking with somebody at work today, and it was kind of like we mentioned last week. We could see Michigan State win the conference by two or three games, and then everybody else bunched up with like six or seven losses. Yeah, 500 could be okay. Crazy. <laughs> Just nuts. I mean, this is a crazy year. Right? So, so back to Evan. You said two road games and then win all the home games. Yes, that's so that'd be is. that'd be nine wins left. So that put Purdue at uh, 19, 19 wins. I think I think getting to that eighteen nineteen is going to be key. I think twenty is the magical like. Yeah, like guaranteed. Like yeah. yeah, I feel like that twenty win mark is kind of not as much anymore. <clears throat> Uh, emphasis on who you beat now. I feel like, I mean, what was what? Because I know last year you had Ohio State and Indiana kind of right there on the bubble, and Ohio State, which I still don't know how he was on the bubble. They lost like 100 straight games last year. I, I it just blows my mind. Like, because they beat Michigan State twice, and that's part of it. Oh, yeah. I forgot they won up there. That's right, yeah. in overtime. Michigan State twice. They, that's right. I mean, they had wins against like Louisville. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. They had some good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, That's good memory. I forgot about that. Um, I guess. I guess. Yeah. That's why I. I feel like it's so much different now compared to where it used to. Where it's like, oh, you had to get twenty wins. I feel like now it's like I think you can probably depending on the year. I mean, hell, we thought we had what three losses a couple years ago in the Big Ten and didn't win it because Michigan State had two. Um, Pretty good record, but. but then you also Penn State, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, where like everybody just beat like Rutgers. Like, did the Rutgers have a win in the Big Ten that year? <laughs> and then now you got you know bracketologists <clears throat> nine, ten, eleven, even one had twelve Big Ten teams getting in I, last week. I feel like it's gonna be hard to get more to put more than nine teams. In. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. Like the ACC so down, we could see maybe three teams in the ACC getting <laughs> in, which is just mind boggling. Florida State and. Cool. Yeah, Louisville. I mean, wow, that's. I mean, in Carolina's right now, not getting in. No. Um, Virginia, Syracuse, Notre Dame—they're all bottled up. What's Notre Dame's record? I don't even Twelve and six. What has What has Virginia done since Purdue just blew them out? 
Nothing. Like, like one in five. Like, what have they done? I, I don't know the record, but I know Boston right in there and beat them. Um, I, I did see Florida State's clear up to rank fifth now. Yeah, that makes me mad. Okay, they, they survived an overtime scare against Miami over the weekend. Ah, you beat them. We are receiving nine bo- votes in the AP Indiana. We're receiving crazy. six. <laughs> yep. <Seriously? laughs> yep. I am dead serious. Uh, I am dead. I, 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 I guess strength of schedule. I don't it's know. Probably, yeah, it's probably. It's, it's. Yeah. And it's also the people who don't think Rutgers is very good. They're like, oh, they lost to Rutgers? Like, man, that's a terrible loss. Yeah. But there's probably a bunch of dumb writers who think You're Rutgers right. from four years ago who didn't win a Big Ten game. You're right. Ohio State and Michigan <laughs> got all the rankings. Um, There's five Big Ten teams. I was up to nineteenth. Michigan, Michigan State's up to eleventh. Oh, they were eleventh, yeah. Um, Wisconsin's receiving votes. Illinois, Maryland, seventeenth. Maryland, uh, Illinois up to twenty-one. Yep. Highest rankings is like in six or seven years, I believe. Yeah, Rutgers is twenty-fourth. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, San Diego State, the lone undefeated team. Baylor, number one in the country. It's weird. Yeah. Really weird. Must be fun to be a Baylor fan this year. Your football team was a breath away from winning the Big Twelve and making the playoff. And but then you're a Baylor fan, and that is another athletic department yeah. that should be fired into the sun. That's true. Good <laughs> point. But the NCAA won't do anything to any of them. No. So, you guys want to pick some games, or do you have any other thoughts? I'm just laughing. I just had to look up Rutgers history in the Big Ten. <laughs> You know, I guess what their record was in the Big Ten their first two years. Two first wins. Two years. Two, first two years, 2014, 15, 15, 16. Yeah. So they had, mm-hmm. Well, they definitely beat us. I just didn't realize how many losses this would be. Yeah, I'm so they won five games. They won three. Three and 33. <laughs> when did they beat us? They beat us in basketball? Yeah, wasn't that? No way. Mm-hmm. I'm, th- no, I'm thinking Nebraska. Nebraska beat us in the Big Seven ten game. Wait, when did Jason, where did Jay Simpson get hurt at? Was that Nebraska or was that Rutgers? Nebraska. Okay, something else. Nebraska's beat us in that arena three or four times. Yeah. Hate that place. My bad. I hate playing at Maryland, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like I hate their fans. Yeah, even like their students weren't present. What fans even, do you like, Evan? Yeah, that's a good question. Sometimes. <laughs> On certain days. Like, yeah. Um I don't really Northwestern. I don't really care for Illinois. Hey, the Northwestern guys I sat with at the football game a couple of years ago were nice. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, Northwestern people are fine by me. Smart people. Um, their coaches, their football coaches, yeah, annoying idiot. Um, don't really mind Illinois fans, I guess, except for the one that one. <laughs> except for the one on Tanner's shirt right now. He's the worst. Um, Cheap plug. I don't mind Wisconsin fans for the most part. I'm just sick of them beating us, but at least yeah, I've always heard they're like the rudest. But I've never had a, I, I've never been up to Camp Randall or Cole Center, so I guess I don't know any Wisconsin fans. All of Izzy's family and friend, I mean, like some of them are kind of Wisconsin fans, but none of them really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's interesting when you look around the Big Ten with the fan bases, especially football. There's a lot of arrogant ones. Yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn, Penn State fans are bad. Penn football. State's bad. I, I don't know a single Penn State fan. I know one, but he's he kind of stopped liking them as much as he did after the Paterno stuff came out. So, 
understandable. He's so he's probably so he's probably a good fan. He's, he's a Penn State fan, but he doesn't fall on his clothes. Soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot of good Big Ten games this week, though. Or I shouldn't say a lot, but some interesting matchups. Do you talk much about the Illinois game? What? Do you talk much about the Illinois game? That's where I was getting at. Okay. Yeah. With way, uh, way to ruin the transition, Webby. Number Sorry, twenty-one, man. Illinois coming into Purdue tomorrow. Purdue's if you're wondering, off topic, but a Texas who beat Purdue lost by uh, thirty-eight tonight, North West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia's good, but not thirty-eight. They are. Uh, <laughs> um, God, that was fun. That was uh, fun. Purdue looking for revenge against the thirteen of five Illini from the sixty-three thirty-seven loss back on January fifth. Illinois is two and three on the road. Purdue's eight and one at home. Illinois is coming in with a four-game win streak. This game is on ESPNU. I did not know that till right now. Me neither. That's at seven o'clock. Purdue's won fourteen of the last eighteen against Illinois overall. Hasn't lost at Mac Arena against Illinois since a two thousand eight overtime loss, which Jawan Johnson had a chance if he would hit both free throws to win the game. The game he but he hit like one. A million layups. Yeah, that was the. Was that Illinois team even good? Yeah, that Illinois team did make the tournament, I think, and got knocked out by Virginia Tech, I want to say. I, I remember I was in the car listening to that game, and I feel like Clizzy was about to shoot somebody because of how many layups we were missing. Yeah, good mm-hmm. old retro Cliz there, vintage Cliz. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. I feel really confident going in tomorrow. I, I don't feel confident about any game with this team. <laughs> I don't feel confident about this game at all. I mean, like, is it is Purdue going to score 75 points? Is Purdue going to score 45 points? <laughs> uh, I just want to know what C-team announcing crew we're going to have for this game. It's ESPNU. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow when Elliot Bloom tweets it. See, uh, Illinois is averaging about 76 a game. We're averaging about 68. I'm shocked it's that high. <laughs> a couple games, the uh, couple overtime games that inflated that. Yeah, and probably when we beat the crap out of like IUPUI or something and scored a hundred. Yeah, um, against somebody like that. Yeah, we played IUPUI. I don't know. I just was throwing out a. I don't know. I, I don't Purdue remember played, who we played. To play every year. I don't know. A non-conference game where Purdue scored a hundred. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's that's inflating it. Central Michigan, <clears throat> quite yeah. a bit against them. Yeah, Ohio. I don't know. We, our lone road win. I, I know. Just hope we can control the big guys. That's my biggest. Worry. Yeah. Get Coburn in foul trouble. Georgie, Georgie doesn't worry me. He's out of position this year playing the four. He's more of a five. Yeah. Doesn't worry me. Uh, Desumo didn't do anything at Illinois. Um, no, I think. I think. Yeah, we shut him down. We shut Fraser down for the most part. Yeah, he had a good game over the weekend. He could get going. Fraser yeah, could. He's gonna yeah, shoot yeah. a bunch. So yeah. Griffin, the one who hurt us, right. big time. I just feel like I'm trying to think. They're, they don't. They don't shoot a whole lot in terms of from three. For if I remember correctly, I think they, they do a lot of drives. I think that's Frazier shoots a lot from three. Yeah, just looking it up. Um, Frazier has taken ninety threes. He's a chucker. Yeah. Yeah. So what? How many is that? How many games have they played? They played eighteen. So yeah, he's at like five a game. Yeah. Uh, and the next closest is Griffin at sixty six. So. Yeah, this is the first time Illinois is coming in ranked to Mackey since we beat them last time they ranked coming in. Uh, it was one of our bad teams, DJ Bird's senior year. Huh. Yep. 
that we beat them then. So students will be back. First game for the Panker in a I long time. Ever, yeah. That'll be nice. Um, should be rocking. Should be a fun yeah. environment. Hope we show up to play. I like I said, I'm just confident we're gonna see that Mackie magic and we're gonna shoot well and take care of business. I hope so. To the whites. What? I think you rock the golds or the whites, or do we see the grays for the first time? I was thinking grays, maybe. Can we go the retro Glenn Robinson ones with the? Be cool. I haven't seen yeah. those this year. I love them for the breakouts. Some we haven't even seen some mm-hmm. retros from like the Cardinal days or something. I would love those jerseys. We yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But who knows? Something Nike. Ones. Burn the black ones. Yeah, Burn screw those things, man. Can we we already did our blackout home game. That was Texas. Yeah, we even lost that one. <laughs> yeah, burn them, burn them everywhere I'm going. Yeah, man. We have not won uh, since we beat uh, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just feel I, I feel good. I'm gonna uh, 70, 77 63 Wow. Okay. Yep. Handle them. Yep. Ooh. Scores closer than the game really is. I'm feeling, mm. good about it. feeling good about it. I'm going to say like it's 60. scary because I usually don't feel good about it. I'm going to say like 68-63 Purdue. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Did I say 68 or 66? I don't know. 68. Okay. I'm going to 70 to 61 uh, Purdue. All right. <clears throat> I just hope we come out roaring with like three threes and then we'll just waste time out right away. Yeah. Awesome. But over over under eleven minutes from Aaron Wheeler. Over. I'll give him thirteen. Mm. Over. I'm, I think it's the game he clicks. This That's what Dockett said Saturday. <laughs> okay. Against <laughs> Michigan. Game, this is the game. Aaron Wheeler's gonna break out. I'm calling at least three threes. And then he's just bricking everything. <laughs> That's like yeah. the uh the Michigan State game when he got fouled. And they're like, oh, man, this is going to get him going. I'm pulling for like, him, man, because yeah. Yeah. he's got to get it going the rest of this year and the next year because there's some guys coming in in redshirt and everything. They could dip in his minutes. I mean, Purdue needs someone who can get eight to ten points. I mean, yeah. you add you add eight to ten points of offense from somebody. It, it, I'm really – because I'm a fan of anybody who dons a Purdue jersey, so I'm trying not to be too critical, but you kind of have to call them out when you can. Who? There's been a few in the past. There's a few I haven't really liked, but I'm still going to root for them over anybody else that wears a jersey of a different school. But have you guys ever seen a basketball player regress worse from one year to the next at Purdue in your lifetime? That's played a bunch? Uh, Yeah, I would say played a bunch. Um, I thought like Kendall Stevens didn't he kind of go backwards? But I know he like took he was away from the team, yeah. but yeah, he just didn't play. Him. But yeah. he kind of lost never, his spot. Uh, I mean, I, it was kind of hard to regress. He never really, kind of broke out. But um, what's God? I'm blanking on his name. I was so excited for him to come in too. Anthony uh, Johnson. Yes, Anthony. I was. Yeah, yeah. Right. All there was potential. That whole yeah. yeah. I, I I was thinking that too, Webby. But then I was like, I don't like. Yeah, I know he, he was. Showed it. I yeah, I was like his ankle late in his senior year in high school, and he was never really yeah. same. Mm-hmm. My dad compares it to a um, drawn Cornell sprained his ankle bad late in his junior year. And then he came back senior, and he said he averaged about ten, but he was just not the same. Right. Dad said he was verged, uh, you know, like a 
border NBA player talent in that in that that team still made the lead eight his senior year with Cardinal, but he just he wasn't the same player. And if he could have been, that Purdue team could have been really dangerous. My first Purdue jersey. Well, number twenty two. That's why I always wanted to wear twenty two. He took it uh, right after Conzo Martin wore it. Demetrius Kilgore was my first. Yeah, Thirty three. I, <laughs> I still have that jersey. I love that jersey. Brian Cardinal was my first. Thirty five. Then I got a Cunningham forty three. After that. Ooh, that's a good one. Then. Ooh. I'm trying to, I'm going way back. I had like now. a, I had like a Vin, like a Kenny Lowe jersey, but like from his freshman year, right before we switched to the the newer style that he wore most. Then of I had a David Teague. I think I had a David Teague. Then I got a Chris Kramer. Then you had like all the baby boilers. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I had. Uh, yeah, I did. I had each one. Robbie, Juwan. No, each one and Robbie. You you had Juwan. You had twenty five. Uh, you had no. a white one. I thought. Nope. Nope. And because then in high school, I got <laughs> this. This one's funny. I'm I had my parents customize me one. Like it, it's it's printed on Purdue and everything, but a twelve Kelsey Barlow. <laughs> And then I got a number three gold Chris Kramer his senior year because I liked the gold. And then they never wore it. They came out with it. They never wore it that year. And then it turned into Carson the last few years. I don't wear yeah. college jerseys too much. But once in a while, I'll break one out. More football. Oh, my last basketball. nice basketball jersey was uh, the blackout uh, Etwan. Oh, those are sweet. Nice. Yeah, those are sweet. Before they uh, outlined it. In, no, they were outlined gold. It was before they uh, made the lettering all gold. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... You guys remember football jerseys at all? First one was Drew Brees. Mine Drew Brees. Brees. Yep, Drew Brees. Uh, and then Standiford. I don't remember if I had Brees or Standiford. I got to look this up. I did. How did we get on this topic? Oh, Jerron Cornell. I talked about my jersey. Now we're off on a major tangent. <laughs> yes, we are. But um, this is what people come here for. Yep. Um, I, I, if you don't yeah. like it, you can leave. White uh, Drew Brees jersey and a black John Standiford jersey. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, I had a, I had a black jersey. And Stu. I think Stu swaggered after that. Then a gold, the gold and white lettering Kyle Orton, which that jersey still doesn't really fit me very well today because like, it's too big. And I got that when I was like an eight-year-old. Um, I had a, a custom Anthony – no, not Anthony Spencer. Um, Ray, Ray Edwards. Ray Edwards jersey. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um Tanner, didn't you make one? Did you make a football jersey? No. Webby, did you make a football jersey? Ray Edwards. It was Ray Edwards. Okay, that was the one you made? Okay. Yeah. Remember we tried to get the last name on the back and they wouldn't let us do it. Yeah. Uh, they produced ahead of their time. Can't sell yeah. jerseys. I think that, that was, was in like two thousand four. I think that might be my last one. I don't think I had I think Schweigert was my last one. I don't know. After that, I bought a Drew Brees Saints jersey. A couple of those. Yeah. I. Tanner, did you have a Dustin Keller jersey? Nope. I had a Drew Brees. I remember I got the year they made the Rose Bowl. I have a Dustin Keller jersey. (laughs) (laughs) You did. I think you did. I I think I did. What number was Keller? Twenty-eight. Oh, I knew that. I had a Brees, and the funny thing about that one was. It was my second Purdue game I ever went to, and it was a Minnesota game that year. And my dad wanted to give me a jersey. The only size they had left on campus was like a men's small. And I'm in third grade. That thing was past my knees. 
<laughs> we're playing flag football in high school. And I got that in 2000. Yeah. I was wearing it like great value. Yeah. I think my mom still wears it today to like her jersey day at school and some sometimes, but I mean that's crazy. That only size they had left at campus. He was that popular. Um Bear jersey was my favorite jersey that I got, and then he was immediately traded. <laughs> I got a Kyle Orton Bears jersey. Too, I had a Kyle Orton Bears jersey, and I had to send it back because the letters were falling off when I opened up for the package. It was so printed on so bad, and then I never got one until he went to the Broncos, and that was my first Broncos jersey of like a thousand. Um, <laughs> I was say if you're in the basement, Tanner's turn around, but yep, I'm not. I'm, I'm up in upstairs, but after after freeze it, and then we'll we'll get back up topic here. But now I got to think about that jersey. Did I have a Dustin Keller jersey? That I think is, you did. I, I did. I do not remember ever buying that. I probably didn't buy it, let's be honest. I think at the breeze, I also had a hand-me-down from my cousin of a Purdue 34. It wasn't Kudavides, but I wore it during when Kudavides oh, played. Nice. It was a running back in the 90s. I I can't think of his name. It was it was like right when Tiller got there, or maybe in Coletto. I don't know. I wore eighth grade football. Woodbury, I think his last name was. I remember in, in I had a jersey, <laughs> but in middle school football, I wore 89 for Kyle Ingram. Nice. Uh, my second one, and I remember Andrew. I think every Purdue fan had this one. John Stanford. Oh yeah, because they made it like his freshman year, and then he was there. Eighty-two, which is classic. Because I put the Capital One Bowl patch on it. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Andrew, what day did you uh, get signed when you went to the Capital, or when you went to the? Well, we got a I got a shirt signed by everybody. We went to. Um, no, so that was where we went to the Capital One Bowl, and we were on like the. They did like a promo, like the it was Purdue against Georgia, and they did like offensive lineman doing a quarterback thing. And I, I forget what else. Cause I was 10 years old. And uh, I remember like, I got like, like Sean Phillips was on that team. I had a shirt mm-hmm. that had like 25 signatures, like, Sean Phillips, douche Weigert, Ray Edwards. I remember I got like Ray Edwards and I had to like, look him up. I'm like, Oh yeah. He's like the backup behind deep behind Sean Phillips. And then like, yeah. And then they both have great NFL careers. It was awesome. Um, but no, that was like, I had my standard for Jersey on and, like three hours later, we're like walking down and Stanford came up and like tapped me on the shoulder and was like, nice jersey. And he was like in a boot and we like freaked out. I remember that. He had like a walking boot on. This was like the night before the game. That was a and, great classic bowl game. <clears throat> yeah. Not for, I mean, good game. Not for good Purdue. Game, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, Georgia's beat Purdue in two heartbreak bowl games. Yeah. Out back in the Capital One, but in the span of four years, jerk. But um, after that, I don't think I got one. I got Ray Edwards. And then I didn't have one. And then I till so I got a, a stitched Curtis Painter before his senior year. I jumped on the Painter for Heisman. Hey, he looked good for like three games. Right. And, and then right when I got to Purdue, I got a Robert Marv one. And then that was I haven't got one. Marvelous. Yeah. Even though I gotta admit, I I liked the white. Number ones they had in the team store last year. I thought those were pretty cool. Yeah, but so that was around the time they probably. When did they stop selling? Uh, then they started doing like the 15, 16, 17. Yeah, that's a good question because my freshman year they were still making Marv and they were making Kerrigan ninety four. That was a cool one. Um, I feel like they made maybe one more year after that. I don't know who would have been because they made some Ralph Bolden 23s too. Yep. Um, maybe one more year and then they stopped because, yeah, I thought Purdue, you know, I didn't think of the NCAA rule because there's still some college teams that do the numbers 
you know, I thought Purdue missed out big time on not making Biggie jerseys, Carson Edwards jerseys, and now Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore jersey, David Bell, David Bell, but George Karloftis. You know, you can't do that. But but in a few years, they probably will go back to doing that once this whole money thing gets figured out. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it was uh, that was always fun. I remember growing up, and you were always curious who was going to be the jerseys available. Mm-hmm. Usually, it was whoever was the stud senior coming up. But it was always fun when they picked an underclassman you could get and wear it for a couple of years. And the beauty of it is Purdue doesn't retire numbers. So yeah. in comes another one, and, he, and they wear it. Hmm? Now we can get back on topic after going off talk for about 20 minutes. But that's ten, minute, we ten minute segue. Um, I didn't go back to my dad's house looking for that Dustin Keller jersey. That is I, – I think I – yeah, I'm – I know you had it. I know I had a couple friends that had it. I know you, I thought you and I think Aaron Lynch had it too, who's been a guest on the Boiler Break now. Pretty sure he had it. I never had a Kyle Orton Purdue one. I'm, I'm really ashamed of myself. As big an Orton fan I am, I didn't have one either. I didn't have an Orton Purdue one. Numbers and I hated that jersey combination. That was an ugly one. Still is still a little bit big for me today. Wow, <laughs> the gold with the black numbers was cool. I like that cool. one. I. We switched to black. Yeah, they wore games. I think I was Drew Brees for Halloween for like five straight years. Yeah, <laughs> I think I wore. I think, think I wore. I think my parents and like painted like we had like a one of those like youth cowboy like uniform things. I think we just painted the helmet like gold and put Purdue decals on it. And I wore my white Drew Brees jersey for like five years for Halloween. You could be Drew Brees for Halloween this year, and I wouldn't judge you. <laughs> remember, remember painting the birthmark on. Yep, oh. did it all. Yep. So we're all liking Purdue. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night against Illinois. Yes. Some more than others. Yes. Hey, I'm feeling good about it. The other games tomorrow night, number 17, Maryland travels to Evanston to play Northwestern. I hope Maryland wins handily. Maryland's a seven-point favorite. I like Maryland. Uh, one. I think they cover. I think they win by 10. I think they cover as well, barely. In Nebraska, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, they're going to smack them. Yep. Sure. Yeah, they're going to cover. Wednesday night, Penn State at Michigan. Big game for both teams. Michigan yeah. could really use this one. Yep. Hmm. Good football matchup usually. Yeah, I think Michigan. I think Penn State gets one on the road. Do you? No, sir. No, sir. I like Michigan at home. Who would have thought this was going to be a ranked match before the season? Yeah. Oh my. Rutgers at number 19, Iowa. I think Iowa smokes them. Yeah, I'm pick Iowa. I like Iowa at home at Carver. Okay. Reaching up the, the biggest surprise commit basketball commit of the decade, Juwan Howard's son. Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be like the number one player in the nation. Two Rutgers. <laughs> Thursday night, I got two matchups. Minnesota at Ohio State. Man, I could see Minnesota pulling this off. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think Holtman turns it around. They yeah, figure out it at home. It out, yeah. I hate the close one though. I hate that I'm keep, I keep picking home teams, but that's the Big Ten in a nutshell this year, and I'm going with the State. <clears throat> There's a road one for you, Tan, that you're gonna oh, pick the winner of. State at Indiana. God, I, mm. I think Michigan State wins by like four. Like I think it's a close game. Yeah, I agree. I think it's under ten points. I think it's a one possession game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and not follow it. I'll probably throw up. 
Then our <laughs> then our boilers in a rare Friday night home game. I don't like these Friday night games. Purdue plays well in them. When's the last Friday game we played? I guess we usually it used to be the first game of the season was always a Friday night, but we were at Maryland two years ago on a Friday. Oh yeah, it was in like December. The, when the first, the first set of Big Ten games. Yep, I remember that. That was a stressful game. Didn't we host Nebraska last year on a Friday, or was that a Sunday night? Nope, nope, that was a late Saturday night. Sorry, that Didn't, was um, cancer game with the green, which this the, one is a hammer down cancer game against. Wisconsin we the green numbers and letters. Did we play? Uh, we didn't play on Friday, like in that first week of December this year, or last year, because that was when they did like that Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Monday, like yeah, those two Big Ten games with Maryland and uh, Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Purdue in this one. <clears throat> I do too. I think that's one I do feel confident in. I don't know why. I think it's going to be Mackey Magic Week for Purdue. I like it. Mm, wouldn't be needed. Saturday, number 21, Illinois at Michigan. I think Michigan gets this one after losing the Penn State. I think it's a bad week for the Illini. The number two Agreed. team in right now. Yep. Agreed. I think Illinois fans need to at least hope for a split. I mean, I think they'd be pretty happy with the split. Nebraska mm-hmm. at Rutgers Saturday night. I think Rutgers destroys them. I agree. I mean, Sunday we got three games. Number 17, Maryland at Indiana. IU with two more home games? Like, mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. I think Indiana wins this one. I'm not a believer in Maryland. I'm right there with you, Webby, unfortunately. Yeah, at home, yeah. Number 11, Michigan State at Minnesota. Michigan State by a lot. Not a lot. We'll say 10. I don't, like, State? I don't like Richard. What's that, Evan? So I was going to pick Michigan State, but it's be different. I'm going to pick Minnesota. I'm like going with Minnesota good. upset. I like. The, I don't know why. It just feels like a game at the barn. Minnesota will win that they're not supposed to. They beat Ohio State up there earlier this year when Ohio State was undefeated. So then Ohio State at Northwestern. Big week for the Buckeyes. Two winnable games for them. Mm-hmm. I think. I think, they, I think they get them both. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that's your week in the Big Ten. It's crazy. Super sweet. We got a good top twenty-five. You got. Baylor's winning by 11. Butler right at Villanova tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to I talk do. about it. Butler needs this one. Yep. Because then they got a home game against Marquette Friday night. And then I think they, they – Double hit Friday night, Andrew. I know. Seven o'clock, then, nine o'clock. Uh, yep. And then uh, they got they got home. Villanova coming back to Hinkle here soon too. Yeah. Butler's going to – yeah. I don't I don't want to talk a about lot it. Of, not a lot of ranked versus ranked this week. No. Aside from the Butler, the Butler game, you have a lot of yeah. Oh, that's a cool <clears> game. Kansas <throat> on Saturday. Oh, it's Big Twelve SEC. Who's at Kansas? Tennessee. Kansas kill game. them. I think I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I besides yeah. the Wisconsin Tennessee game, I haven't seen Tennessee play too much. There's not many. I think that's yeah. There's not. Any rank versus rank aside from Rutgers, Iowa, and Butler, Villanova all week. Yeah, wow. it's not a good week. Nope. Um, you guys were kind of filling me on some recruiting stuff earlier. Um, you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, some Purdue implications potentially. You've got um, Arkansas landed a 
a transfer QB from Florida, Felipe Franks. That's how you pronounce his first name, Felipe. I think it's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. When uh, Arkansas was going to be a good contender for Malik Hornsby, the rising senior, or he, I guess the senior quarterback out of uh, where is he from? Texas. Yeah. I I just don't get the feeling that he wants to be at Purdue because no, I feel no, like no. I feel like if he did, he would have committed. A month ago, you too. But he might be running out of options. Yeah, I mean he's down. To, uh, but I mean, it's starting to flip around, turn around. I mean, like he's he's gonna get a call from like Georgia tomorrow or something. Go back to Baylor too, um, with their mm-hmm. new head coach now, mm-hmm. their defense coordinator from LSU. Yeah, so that'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that plays out. And there's been a another transfer QB names been that's been thrown around, but I don't think it really it hasn't. Had Chase Bryce. I think no. his name from Clemson. Oh, I would love him, but I don't think that's been uh, yeah. take him in a heartbeat. Spencer, what are you Brian? talking about? The kid from TCU. I think I can't. Oh, know. Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. we need traction on that. Someone no, wrote an article like, or someone wrote an article about uh, Purdue being a lean, but then like Brian from Golden Blackface said that he's heard nothing of that. I think that was whatever that article that posted that said, like, I think that was just like speculative, like, Oh man, like he would be a good fit. He would be Purdue. Good just, I mean, like what quarterback wouldn't be a good fit was no. Brom, Rondell, David Bell, Ahmad Anderson, Malik Carr, whatever. Yeah. Whoever you want. Just pick or go. Yeah. I'm saying, I mean, it'd be, I feel it'd be tough for, for especially a graduate QB to come in. I mean, they can't come in now until the summer. Because classes have already mm-hmm. started back up, um, so they can't enroll mid-year. So they're not coming until the summer, and I, I just don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, them, I, especially one to come in and play. <clears throat> you know, three if months I I would guess that Purdue rolls with Plummer and O'Connell, and will do just fine as long as both of them don't get hurt. Yeah, I'm optimistic Jack can be healthy enough for a good competition in the spring. I'd like to see that. I th- I think you're gonna see my if it's those two I think it's gonna be a lot like Blouse and Blouse two years ago where he just rides the hot I know I think he just rides the hot hand I mean yeah. it's even kind of similar I mean Plumber have two options but yeah I mean Plumber Plumber I was what was way more mobile than I expected oh yeah um and then O'Connell yeah, like the way he's good arm ball, but... yeah I know that's what I mean that's why I think you're gonna see both mm-hmm. if it is those two it's a goal in the spring what. I'm, I hope he gets a scholarship. I'm, I'm I, sure he will. Surprised. I don't know about the number situation, but I'm sure that they'll work that out. Did, I mean, did we talk about last week how Purdue's ranked 24th and SI's early, way too early. Not. 25. That was a, a surprise. I don't want to be known as the next uh, Nebraska, but yeah. uh, that got me a little fired <laughs> up, man. If we could yeah. be ranked, we could break our streak week one of yes, not being man. ranked at those seven. Certain oh my god! Can't really talk today. <laughs> One, eight game. How busy certain? Well, yeah, and Purdue's Purdue's program on the downturn. Obviously, IU's on the upswing. Like any recruit who doesn't see that Purdue's going down and IU's coming up. I wow. appreciated that Pat Forty like did research and everything, and he, he's a knowledgeable guy, and he knew of Purdue's injury problems and that we had so many freshmen contributing. Yeah, you know, all the touchdowns by the freshmen. You know the streak and everything. I thought that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So, trying to find. We've got okay. junior, junior day. And, and, and I mean, with all those injuries in youth, did Purdue get blown out in like any game in the Big Ten? 
Uh, Penn State, kind of, but yeah, but they even that second half they held in. They held like six trained players against Penn State. Yeah, and then the next for the second half was competitive. Like Penn State, yeah, didn't score really. Yeah, yeah, they got they got boat raced the first yeah yeah twenty minutes of that game. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, it's funny because every year we talk about the Brom Watch. There is a Brom Watch going on right now. It's just which high school basketball game in the state of Indiana is you get a <laughs> to watch a recruit. That guy is all yeah. over the place, and I love yeah. it. I <clears throat> people were posting on Twitter like he he apparently was at like three different high school games Friday night. Awesome. Like, like I saw like literally they were like, oh, he was here Friday night to see so and so, and it was like then he was here Friday night to see so and so. I'm like, I think something's wrong here i don't think he was but maybe i, I know th- there was one game he stayed like a half and then went somewhere else and watched a half oh i love that they rolled into to yanni Karloff's game yeah. with like the entire coaching yeah. staff and george. <laughs> and george and george was he there they, they, they said george is sitting right by him so well, of course That's cool I, yeah. I'm, t- I'm feeling good about that one as long as George and Diaco were sitting together i'd be okay yeah it was uh i think it was brom diaco shepherd williams brown and Newbert said he new uh, special teams coach who follows the Boiler Break breakdown on Twitter. You can follow us at Boiler Break Pod. Um, and, and that was news. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I would have even forgot that we got a new yeah, special teams coach. We haven't got a D-line guy, have we? Yet? Have not. We uh, lost two. Let go of Kevin Wolfhausen and uh, Reggie Johnson. Reggie Jackson. Jackson Johnson. 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 And uh, new special teams coach from North Texas. I should know his name off the top of my head. He follows the Boiler Breakdown. He does follow the Boiler, boiler Breakdown. So, I can't do that. Now he just unfollows. Yeah, probably. I, I got to look it up now. I'm, I said stall, Tanner. I would have gotten it. Oh, you got it. I'm still stalling. <laughs> Where's the Jeopardy music when you need it? What's your favorite pro jersey you have? Back to the jersey conversation. <laughs> Right now, it's probably my John Elway jersey. That's stupid. Or my Von Miller jersey. I do have a court. Oh, it's Baglio or something, isn't it? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. yeah. Marty, Marty Biagi. 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 He ran a lot of trickery on special teams. North right. Texas, a few years ago against Arkansas, did that fake fair catch where oh, yeah. all defense went to one side of the field, <laughs> the guy caught it on the other side. Beautiful. I like it. Bring back to trickery like Levine. So, yeah, do, interesting stuff. Do uh, do you think Levine and this guy know each other? Because Levine was in Houston, Good. North Texas. Maybe they have a connection there. Coaching connections are all over the place, so I wouldn't doubt it. Man, if, if you can own a fast food restaurant, Chick-fil-A is a good one to own. Yeah, yeah seriously. I've never, I've never been to one. Service is I've, awesome. I've never been to one that's like the no. – Drive-through line is not like wrapped around the building multiple times. Like yeah, I've never been like at like three o'clock on like a Tuesday. Great. Like, why are all these people here? Yeah, it's great. The only downside is not up on Sundays, but I respect that. That's cool. I mean, that's 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 cool. You know uh, what they do. Uh, one the weirdest thing though was that they sponsor like I can't remember whatever the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta where the Falcons play. Oh, that. So it's open like during the state championship games and one college football game and a bowl yeah. game. And when they play like Thursday night or like Monday night, that's it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's what a bunch cool, of wasted though. space, I guess. I don't know. Great for the branding, but yeah. for them, but it's cool that, you Weird. know, they know they're still not going to 
but people might want it on a Sunday. Oh, now I got to go there tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Every other vendor, like the hot dog vendors, like oh yeah, you got good breakfast biscuits. They do have their breakfast is good. So Chick Fil A next next sponsor of the Boiler Break Brown. Don't hey, leave Chick Fil A. I'm all for it. <laughs> they can they can split it with Trophy Landscaping Nurseries. I'm all for it. Um, other Purdue notes, a couple notes. Uh, Purdue had a heck of a day in the NFL yesterday. Too. Yeah. Five touchdowns for Purdue players. Yep. Yeah. Dennis Kelly became the first offensive lineman, I think since like 1990, to catch two touchdowns in the season. Did they say the heaviest, heaviest or biggest player in playoff history mm-hmm. to catch a touchdown? 321 pounds Six, or something? Eight. Yep. 321. Good for him. Four year starter for Purdue from 08 through 11. Where's he from? Chicago area. Yeah. Chicago Heights or something like that. All right, Webby. Started, well, you tell you. The Tiller recruit came in, started Tiller's last season, and through the Hope's first three years. I want to hear Webby's Kelly. story about Dennis Dennis Kelly. Kelly at one point, uh, complimented my freshman year English project. So, uh, obviously, was, yeah, yeah, he uh, his greatest greatest day in Evans Evans life. It was pretty good. I had a we had a my it was, she was actually a TA. She also taught a senior level course, and for our big. Uh, project at the end of the year project or I guess end of the semester she had her senior year course come in and kind of walk around and look at all of our projects in the delis or Kelly said uh, mine was pretty good so feeling pretty uh, pretty good that day I loved uh, I loved what Ryan Smith tweeted out <laughs> last time we saw because, him he was yeah. uh, pulling him above he, his shoulders shoulder yeah. style at the, war, at the warehouse dance floor yeah and he's like glad to see he's doing well yeah, he's doing real well he's had a nice <laughs> yeah. little career for himself yeah, much better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, he was drafted by the Eagles there for a couple of years, and then he's found a nice home as a backup in Tennessee. So. It is it is very interesting to see all of these Purdue players in the last 10 years that are doing fairly well in the NFL and just think of how bad the teams at Purdue were. And I know, I know I'm too much a proponent for the guy. Danny Hope brought in a lot of talent to Purdue. Mm-hmm. A lot of pros he produced, and now a lot of them are doing pretty well. The other one that we're talking about that we want to talk about had a great Sunday. Yeah, that was a, he was a hope guy, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and Playland played one, one, two years. No, he, he was two and two. He played two years under Hazel, two under Hope. But yeah. Was he the? Was he in the Florida group when Brom went down to Florida and got like thirteen guys or something? Hope. Like something stupid. What I say? I hope. Yeah, you said Brom. Yeah, I went hoping oh, there. He, he just went for speed. Um, most mm-hmm. counting kick return touchdowns, he had eight. Total touchdowns in his time at Purdue. He had four yesterday in conference championship game. And 220 rushing yards. And, Second yeah. most rushing yards in playoff history. Most what, he had championship um, history. How many carries did he have yesterday? 29. How many carries did he have in Purdue? Like 30. What's that, Evan? Jimmy G only had like eight passes yesterday. Yeah. So. Yes, six for eight yeah. yesterday for 77 yards. He didn't need to do anything. Most are just – it couldn't happen to a better guy. He's been cut by seven different teams. I've said this before, I think, on the podcast. If not, I'm saying it right now. As a manager, he was one of my favorite players on the team because he was so polite and respectful and he was just work hard. Um, he struggled at times as a wide receiver running routes, and then when they switched him to running back, he, he had a fumbling problem. That's why he didn't see the field a ton, but still Purdue just didn't use him well. He was a sprint mm-hmm. champion on track, mm-hmm. a Big Ten sprint champion in NCAA qualifier at Purdue. He had also, that world class speed up with Keem Hunt too. I mean, that was yeah. another battling time for that. And they had that's a heck of a pair of returners there. Yeah, they both had returning kick returning touchdowns. Yeah, 
Well, the most there's a big game in the Little Caesars Bowl. If you return to kick, return that game for a touchdown. I just pulled up most her stats. I was just curious. Hot and ready. Mm-hmm. His senior year averaged uh, 5.7 yards a carry. He had three rushing touchdowns, and yeah, that was it. Yep. No receiving touchdowns. Yeah, he kind of had a stretch there. In 2014, Hazel's second year when we won three games, it looked like there was a stretch during the season where kind of we were going to – we we're kind of making it around the corner. We beat Illinois. He had a good game there. We lost at home to Michigan State, which I remember Appleby threw a pick six on a drive. We were going down and could have tied the game. Mm-hmm. And then we lost, choked at Minnesota. Uh, we had a huge lead and blew it. And that's when I kind of thought, no, we're starting to gain some momentum. That was the first game where I was like, wow. Like I was like up. I was like yelling. I was like, man, this feels good to be. And was I wrong? Did you say Nord was trying to get some, starting to get some momentum, like Gary Nord? No, no, I said no. I did not say Nord. I, 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 already said, that time. I know. I was like, did you say Nord was getting some momentum? I was no, like, oh I, boy. No, I still go back to Gary Nord didn't hurt himself in the weight room. Purdue doesn't win those last three games with John Twelve and make a bowl game. <laughs> he doesn't. They doesn't. No, yeah. they don't go uh-huh. to win. They don't. Go <laughs> they, they win three games. They don't win the last three. Oh, he wasn't good at his job. Sorry. Being honest. Gary Nord famously not a fan of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. That's yeah, okay. Blocked on Twitter. Nah, he doesn't follow us on Twitter. I don't even know if he's in football Yet. That was Did bad. He, he tried to sue Purdue over yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, he sued Purdue for that he injury. Tried to, I was saying there was, I don't know, some of the equipment or something. I don't know. Oh, well. oh, wait. Tour Purdue News, former Purdue receiver, Taylor Stubblefield, now the wide receivers coach at Penn State. Glad he's back Ooh. in the Big Ten, but come on. Right. Yeah, Purdue's got to do something. Yeah. Find a role for him. Make him like recruiting director. Maybe we'll see him in the Big Ten championship game next Where year. Where was he? Was he at, was he at, at Miami? Miami. I thought he was at high school for some reason. Yeah. Wasn't there a wide receiver that he was recruiting? Was that Williams who went to IU? Who was he? Did we lose a? There was a wide receiver who went that Stubblefield was recruiting hard. Redding, yeah, that's who it was. Uh, his coach was uh, <clears throat> Hardy at IMG Academy. Uh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then uh, other Purdue news, one of the basketball front. Uh, they announced yesterday that Purdue's going to try to put a team together for the basketball tournament that goes on every summer. Summer on ESPN that pays out like what? Two million. Two two million dollars. I think it used to be a million. I think they bumped up to two. I know Willie Deeds played it in the past on a team. From the New York area, maybe he's a potential guy that comes back. He, he's yeah. up there in age, but he can still ball. Maybe yeah. he's a potential that guy that comes back and plays for Purdue. That would be fun. What? what so, who are some of the guys you think that can come back and play in it? Because I believe what's the, he cannot what's, what's play the in it. I don't know about the Euro leagues. I don't. I don't know. I think you can play in it if you play in Europe, but you cannot play if you're in the G League. If you're actually really? the G League, you cannot play in it. And also the NBA, obviously. Yeah. I, I believe the G League. I thought I read that. On the board. I could be wrong, but I thought I read that on the message board. Is Octius in the G League? No. Okay. But, Juwan. but Isaac, Juwan. Vince, and Dakota are in the G League. All three. Dumb. So. Uh, yeah, I do Octius, Juwan, Robbie, if he can play, who knows what the U.S. Olympics. Olympics, so that's three. Um, Kramer. Kramer. Kramer and Juwan are both in the Euro League, so I don't know. What's uh what's Keaton, Keaton Grant doing? Yeah, Keaton Grant. Um not sure what his current Ryan Klein. What's Ryan Klein doing? Well, he'd be a, you gotta you grab him. Yeah. What about yep. uh I don't know if he is um 
incarcerated now, but uh, Lujak. I, I think he's okay. Yeah. I think he. I, I don't think he got. I don't know what happened there, but he there something there for a minute. But yeah, I don't know about guys like Ryan Smith and Kenneth Lowe who are assistant coaches. I don't know if they'd have mm-hmm. time. I, I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would. Sorry, Kenneth, that might be a bad how look. Old, how old is Kenneth Lowe? Yeah, thirty. Two thousand. Oh my gosh! It seems like he was so long ago. I felt like I was like eight. Probably upper thirties. Yeah. Um, Ray, Ray Davis would be a good one. Ray Davis would be a really good one. I saw Grady. Grady. I saw people, like, say like Terry Dishinger. I was like, what year? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Brad Miller. Throw him out there. They, they probably can't grab retired guys either that played in the NBA. Cardinal would be flopping out there. Elbow <laughs> pads. Oh, he'd be, yeah. I feel like he got it. Yeah. This is different than Ice Cube's league of three on three where retired guys can play. This is totally yeah, different. That's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that if people are talking, Derek, Terry Dishing might as well resurrect the corpse of John Wooden and get <laughs> what, What's Big Dog doing? <laughs> um, who else? Is Katie going to coach this team? Matt How Keefer. awesome would that be? Did you say Keefer? Awesome? Yes, I said Matt Kiefer. Get that engineer out of the out of the Yeah, back. I would say the smartest guy probably on Purdue's basketball team. No, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, how about Bobby Buckets? He can get buckets. Absolutely. I mean, I think oh, you're they forgetting. Get you're, they got to get loose no. after the season. No, 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 no. Yes. Tacos. Oh. <laughs> Travis Carroll. I don't know if I'll watch it if that happens. Uh, I see. I, I, you know, I see. Oh, I, I mean, do guys like Barlow get invited? Probably not. Uh, not, for, not for Purdue, yeah. I got one. Um, uh, oh crap! I just blanked on his name. Well, hold on. Barlow can come if Solinger's in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Nemanja. That wasn't posterized. Nemanja. Yes. Yes. Sandy. Get him in there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, because he could have came back to Purdue. He went to DePaul. Yeah, that's true. He's nope, not allowed. Not by my standards. <laughs> They're not asking. About, for my I pick. mean, like. Would you put Kendall Stevens in there? I mean, like, okay, you throw a guy who's like he's six playing, eight and he's playing, stroke. He's playing overseas, Australia. So, Something like Jerome Johnson wouldn't be a bad. Yeah, one. I think Jerome would be good. Not Ronnie. <laughs> Too much sauce. Too much sauce. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting, though. I mean, that, I've always wanted Purdue to get a team in that because I watch bits and pieces of it, but now yeah, I'm paying more attention. It'd be cool. That'd be cool to watch some of those yeah, old guys. Yeah. And have Gene Katie on the bench. I want that. Obviously. Who yeah? Who coaches those? I have no idea. Coaches? Somebody there are coaches. I don't know. The Ohio State's team did they win it last year? Do you before? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think I've seen a single second of this tournament <laughs> until I saw it posted. I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's different than the one Vince Edwards won one a couple mm-hmm. years after he graduated. That was a three on three thing. That was he was playing with a. The Big Ten team. Yeah, that was like him, like Tate, Tate, Jalen Tate, and a um, guy from Minnesota. And then uh, there's somebody from IU, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Johnson. Yeah. That was so funny because they just gave them cash after yeah. the games that they won, like duffel bags of cash. It's just yeah. like a big middle finger to the NCAA. Um, according awesome. to Odell Beckham Jr., that's fine. <laughs> what an idiot. That whole thing yeah. was crazy after that. After that they're smoking cigars and supposedly it's illegal to smoke inside a building yeah, in Louisiana. I was like, good lord. Oh, they just, I had never seen that before. Like, they no. just nuts. Yeah. 
That, Except that Joe Burrow's a gangster. Oh my god! Man, I wish I was that cool. I, I wish I was. I mean, I wish he was 23 years old. He knows. I'm jealous of the Bengal fans. Yeah, I'm jealous of Bengal fans because they're gonna have a cool quarterback. You see, the Bengals said that they're absolutely not trade. I said I smart. You I gotta mean, take. You gotta take a chance. They've they've been I mean, quarterback hell for too long. Comes in with like the next first, like next four first round picks. You gotta. Listen, at least. I mean, like, what if, like, whoever's number four? Yeah, oh, I mean, there's basically the Yeah, maybe, maybe we don't want to hear your judgment on this. And speaking of the NFL, though, Bryson Hopkins, I think we might have mentioned this last week, is invited to the NFL Combine. Awesome. Marcus Bailey, no. I didn't yeah. see he got the invite. Or maybe it's not official, but speculate he will not. Yeah, but he can do the produce pro day. So yeah. Which should be that'll be coming up soon. Yeah. Don't worry. How's hopefully he's healthy. Yeah, he's been working hard on his Instagram, like in Twitter, showing like videos of himself conditioning, so getting his knee back in shape. Carson Edwards recalled back yep. to the NBA. Today. Did you see his uh poster? Yeah, still dunks left handed. Yeah. How about Jaden? Okay, another one we talked about. Jaden Ivy. Uh that was a poster. They talked about him, yeah, with a I don't know what tournament it was with Lalamir was playing some big teams and I think the last uh like Sierra Canyon which has Bronny Jr. and Zaire. Oh really? Yeah there's that same kind of <clears throat> well it sounded like uh the second half yesterday Ivy kind of went like toe to toe with like the number three player in the country. I forget his name Jalen something mm-hmm. uh in his Green. class and Green? yeah something I would say it starts with a G. I thought it was Green or Graham or something. Uh that's a uh, player on the Purdue football team. Jalen Graham. That yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. That could be. I mean, maybe he's oh, out there. He's already thinking to the Nebraska game in September. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, and they did think that said that pretty much that he went pretty much toe to toe and held his own. And I mean, I think tried to bring Lalamir back. They didn't get quite get there, but uh, I think he had that big that big dunk was the night before. I think. Yeah. That that, that game with the dunk, he only had four points, and but uh. That one like sealed the game. Yeah, it's a bad dunk. Yeah, I think it was Eric Bossy from Rivals said mm-hmm. that he was really impressed with just how he handled adversity and wasn't moping like you would see a you know a 17, 18 year old kid do at that at that skill level. He uh really kind of just tried to play hard as he could, which is mm-hmm. good. But not not all that surprising, I guess, knowing who was his mom. I mean, who was the associate women's head coach at Notre Dame, and now for the Memphis now with the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he's grown up with that of just playing it kind of the right way yeah i think eat morton had a quiet night the other day of like 28 points compared to his- that's quiet compared to what he usually does with what like 16 rebounds and like 12 assists or something yeah yeah no big deal. it's hard not to look forward to next year and get excited already but mm-hmm. trying to stay in the present but when games like saturday happen it's hard not to look forward yeah i'm excited for like five new players with ivy Morton, Newman, Gillis, Edie, I guess Edie, yeah, mm-hmm. redshirt, yeah, and, and I know we'll, we'll talk about this later on in the season, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue loses one or two players. Really? Yeah. At the end of the season. What? At the end of the season. Or I guess from this team, like yeah, from this team, I I, I'm, I could be wrong, but it I just due to things in the past and stuff, it wouldn't shock me. If, Somebody transfers or somebody mm-hmm. even tries to go well, I mean, the ball. There's just – it's going to happen. I mean, you're 
bringing in three, four guys, a lot of competition for playing time, and it just, it just happens. I mean, it, and I'll say the one that could leave and play pro ball, I don't see it, but it could, Matt Harms. And I, I'm not really talking about NBA. I'm talking Euro League. He is older. I don't know, but. Seems like he enjoys Purdue. So. Yeah, he enjoys Purdue. He enjoys college Very basketball. Finish out. Plus, I think he sees the guys come in, which is really, though, he's not in jeopardy of his job next year. I feel like if anybody, you've got someone like maybe Sasha could be worried. But even though he's playing hard right now, but, I mean, look at. I think he's maximized his minutes this year. I don't see him yeah. playing more minutes than this next year, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And there, there's another guy I could see transferring, but we got a lot of season left. Maybe he. Yeah, maybe his season turns out better, and but mm-hmm. dude, and I kind of already hit on them earlier in this episode, so yeah. I'm not gonna pick on them anymore. So, any closing thoughts? Just beat Illinois. Start off one game at a time. That's a good point. I was gonna say let's get them both, but uh, mm-hmm. be a good time to go two and zero at home and get yeah. back to about five hundred. Yeah, it's um, you got to get that Mackie magic going. Um, it's important. Because, yeah, like you said, I just don't think we can afford to lose a home game nope. the rest of the way out. So take care of business. Beat two opponents, including a ranked opponent. I mean, that would be a really good, really, really good Tier 1 win. So let's get them tomorrow with the line and then get the Badgers Friday. And you can like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod, just like Purdue's new special teams coach does. Join the nation. So with that said, Boiler up. Hammer down. We'll see you next week. Well, there.